Welcome, one and all, or the five of you that are listening now, because it's been officially <laughs> the number. That's officially the number that's been going on. Uh, yeah, yeah. we'll take it. Yeah. So yeah, no, and we would like to double it, quadruple it, whatever amount that I mean, we can like to keep it going. But once again, here is the Husky Barbus podcast. Uh, this is Ariel and Jonathan. See, so uh, we actually are looking at each other's mugs, looking looking at the <laughs> glorious beards that we are acc- accumulating to keep the namesake of the podcast and be truthful. As Shakespeare said in Hamlet, to, uh, this above all, to that own self be true. So we are being true to ourselves, that we are Huskies and by rules. that we can't change. <laughs> yeah. Uh, as, we were talking about that just before we started recording that. Yeah, it's it's a monumental effort trying to lose this weight. <laughs> yes, it is. It's... But it's so goddamn easy to keep it. <laughs> Oh yeah, the, the luscious food. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it, like it, it just gives us like a conveyor belt of, of never-ending uh, food that just makes you bloated and makes you bigger and bigger and bigger, and like eventually we will just end up looking like Jabba the Hutt. Yeah, let's not do that. No, I'm trying not to get that way. Yeah, keep it to a limit. You know, Th- then we will really live up to our namesake. <laughs> <laughs> big pun big pun in, fat joke in fat joke inside joke that's inside an joke. inside joke yeah whoever gets it gets it if you don't get it then just keep ignoring because you don't know <laughs> so we send ourselves some assignment assignments uh during the week uh like we, i was uh, pretty harsh on you because you hadn't seen beverly hills cop but i, I kind of forgive you because yet yeah, that was way before your time <laughs> before you were i mean 85 it's like it's like kevin's 85? 84 i think it was 84 and i think like kevin smith uh, usually tells people when they watch a movie of his and they weren't even born they say oh my god you were cum <laughs> <laughs> you were in the ball sacks you were in your dad's balls when the, the movie was made you were cum <laughs> I don't so, even know if my parents knew each other that in '84. Well, I mean, might have. They might have just been going through the phases at that yeah, point. Yeah, maybe he was already uh, uh, getting her ear all he- uh, heated up, you know, <laughs> talking to her, sweet talking and whatnot. Yeah, it's the way my parents met. I, I didn't really get the full story, but I mean, who knows if I was, you know. Whatever happened, happened. They've been together ever since. The rest is history. Yeah. So uh, you did see uh, uh, Beverly Hills Cop. I did see it this morning. I was washing clothes. I was in the basement. And that's where my washing dryers are. And um, I said, you know what? Fuck it. Bring the iPad down. I can watch it for free because it's on Paramount+. Plus. Shout out for a plea plug and also pay to promote yourself. In this podcast so all five <laughs> listeners can subscribe yeah, subscribe and if you want to you want to shout out just let us know you know we'll yeah. put you out there yeah, yeah but i was watching clothes. like they needed anyway <laughs> <laughs> exactly what they needed so i was washing clothes i had like four or five loads and i was like fuck it i'm just gonna put it on the ipad and watch it and it was good i mean what is it with movies that were done back in the late 80s or early 80s that they have to go through the whole fucking town that, that the movie is, starts from sh- showing people walking through the streets, 
it's you know showing big monuments. Oh uh, yeah, the, 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 the whole intro. Like, I was like, what the fuck? And I seen it because I I watched the movie. I don't know if you watch it, Major Leagues. Major Leagues, yeah, yeah, classic. The, when classic, yes, love the movie. When they first started that movie, you went through the whole fucking city. Because it, it's start. always uh, like an, an homage to the city that starts it all. But then again, the movie's called Beverly Hills Cop, not Detroit Cop. Exactly. I mean, he start, he was he started out in Detroit. But he's a Detro- because Detroit. the uh, spoilers for a forty year old movie. <laughs> uh, he's he's a Detroit cop. Yeah, detective. He's a Detroit detective. Axel Foley. Yeah. Uh, Eddie Murphy's character is. Murphy character. So uh, something happens. Well, his friend goes visit to him. Uh, goes visiting him. He he's working in Beverly Hills for some art art dealer. I guess that's what he. The front of the business is. And he stole some bear bonds from the art dealer. Ger- German bear bonds. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he stole some German bear bonds because Axel was a hoodlum back in the day, but he reformed and now is a police. But in Detroit. Which it seems that even in 1984, it's still a fucked up place. <laughs> yeah, it's still it's still a fucked up place. So, yeah. uh, 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 so uh, they were having a good time, drinking and going out, talking shit, and also some bromance. Yeah. And then uh, uh, while they were going back to their apartment, uh, they get mugged. Apparently, well, they knock out Axel, and his friend gets killed by the art dealer's goons yep. and that's where the that is the instigation of what the whole thing starts i love the scene where the captain the captain always steals the show every time uh, axel foley's captain always talking he always steals oh the show my God. that oh, captain God. has the quickest comebacks oh. of <laughs> it's like when, it, when in the beginning of the movie when he did his little stunt and stole the, uh, my uh, ass chewed off yeah, yeah. You see, I no no ass. no he's saying that no no the mayor called the chief. The chief called the deputy chief. The deputy chief, chew my ass off. You see, I ain't getting no bit of the left end on it, don't you? And where the fuck you get that fucking truck at from anyway? The table hijack. The table hijack hasn't been, hasn't been here since the last week. They haven't even been in the goddamn town. And then I love at the end, he goes, oh, go home. And, and no, no, Axel told him yeah, Boss, said, uh, you still some go guy. Then, you still got some ass. You still in. got some ass. Don't fuck with me, Axel. Don't fuck don't with me, fuck Axel. With me Not now. Go on. Go home. <laughs> no, and when and when they were outside his apartment, where Axel was uh, uh, cleaning up his, uh, uh, and he's telling, he uh, 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 was telling him like, okay, this shit all looks all bad because one, a hoodlum friend, two, a, a, a professional hit. Three in a cop's apartment. This whole thing stinks to high heaven. It was like, how do you know this was a professional? I didn't come here from the cotton fields. <laughs> God damn it. You say that shit now, then you'd be like, canceled. <laughs> canceled. Tons of shit. I started watching number two, though. I told you it wasn't as good as one. I didn't watch the whole thing. I told you it wasn't as good. I mean, it's good, but it's not as good. And they kind of repeat one of the same jokes. Like, well, you know, you saw his friend. Did you get to the scene that the friend went to uh, his uh, boss's uh, office and took the phone call to make sure if it was true that he was investigating the crime? Yeah, I haven't watched. Oh, God. Where he. um, He just left the office 
um, and he gave them the blue slip for him to give them a, him the thousand dollars to just flash around. Okay. That's where I got, and then he flew to L.A. because the the captain from the L.A. squad got uh-huh. almost killed. Well, almost killed. No, hospital. yeah. Almost killed. Almost killed. Yeah, Boger Mill. In the hospital. Boger Mill, I believe that's yeah. his name. And then um, he went. Which to... was the bad guy? Bad guy in RoboCop. I didn't watch RoboCop either. Anyway, well, I'm not, not gonna, gonna say get me on no, that one. No, 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 no. You were bo- you weren't even born when that movie came out. Yeah, it was eighty seven. No, no, no. You weren't even born. I, 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 I'm gonna, I'm gonna be more uh, submissive and be more uh, like, yeah, he wasn't even born there. How can I be like? Em- but I, I am an Eddie Murphy fan. That's why I don't mind watching his movie. No, but that's when he was in his true form, though. And I, didn't I tell you that the Damon Wayans scene was gonna be? Oh, <laughs> How much for the bananas? <laughs> Oh, what well, the part of the and Damon wins with hair. <laughs> yeah, that was scary. I was just like, I had a double take. Yeah, I, I like, did. I had a double take. I was I was like, like, that Damon wins. That Damon wins. Nah, 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 that can't be him. Damon wins with. You gotta understand though, all the wins they became famous was because of Eddie Murphy because they were hanging out. With, they were Eddie Murphy's writers. Really? Yes, yes. Eddie Murphy was the one that gave him the start. Like uh, Keenan Ivory Wayans and Damon Wayans, they were the two Wayans brothers that that started out with uh, with, with Eddie, and they were like his writers. They helped uh-huh. him write his jokes. They helped him write his jokes when he was doing still stand up, and then Eddie helped him out with his influence and made them what they are now. And look what the shit the Wayans dynasty is like fucking the whole huge fucking family, even the kids, bro. God damn, it's like two generations of Wayans now that, that are killing it, just killing it. So yeah, I think one of the kids was Damon Wayans Jr. Gig. Yeah, he had a main gig on one of the shows on Fox. Mm-hmm. Um, I forgot the name, but but then he he uh, I think they got picked up by like Hulu or something. So he, I mean, he continues working his yeah. job. So yeah, that not to throw shade at the Dam- uh, the Wayans because they I, I that fucking family is talented as fuck, but uh, uh, like you would. You, I mean, I don't even think that they would even mind saying that that they they owe their success to Eddie. They wouldn't mind saying that. Yeah, you gotta give, you gotta give Eddie his props. Yeah, I mean, I saw, I saw, um, Sean at Levity Live in um, Palisades. Ooh, and he was pretty good. And you, and Marlon, I think he's still doing stand up. Marlon's Marlon. still doing stand up. I. He was there. Damon. Damon just came back to stand up now. Damon just came back because he doesn't have his show anymore. He was he did the reboot of Leak the Weapon. Yeah, yeah, but but uh, the 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 guy who played Riggs turned out to be an well, asshole. Apparently. Well, I heard some other shit about Damon. No, the, the, those two didn't like each other. That's basically it. They, they didn't like each other. But what's his name? I well, the, what I what I read was he was being an asshole on mm-hmm. set. Mm-hmm. And he was making working conditions unsafe, mm-hmm. and that's why the other guy was just like wiling out. But because he wasn't a big name and Wayne was, it let him get away with shit. So he wasn't he wasn't up for that shit. So he they fired him. Mm-hmm. And if you saw Janet Brewster didn't return to the show because yeah. she quit because of the fact that they fired him because of unwork safe. So she's like, "Fuck this! I'm not getting involved with this anymore." Yeah, she just left herself. Yeah, and that pretty much killed the show. 
that did kill the show because what's his name came uh, Sean Williams. Yeah, Sean Williams Scott, the the uh, st- Stifler, Stifler, I think it was yeah, Stifler. He couldn't fill that shoe that guy had because that guy was perfect for that role. Yeah, and 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 changed the character, so you killed the 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 Riggs and Murtaugh yeah. Yeah, combo. Exactly. You, so that that show only lasted one. It only lasted another season, and I don't even think they ordered the full season. By the way, uh, <laughs> Lethal Weapon Five is gonna happen. With who? The original cast? The original cast. And Mel Gibson is going to direct. With the blessing of Richard Donner, because Richard Donner passed away a few years ago. Or I think last year that he passed away. And But Richard Donner before dying, because they were already going to do it with Richard Donner. Uh, Richard Donner is the original director of the all four movies, by the way. And he also directed the first Superman movie, Goonies. He's a prolific director. He's working with Mel Gibson a bunch of billion times, like almost like oh, like fifty percent, <laughs> like fifty percent of of, uh, of Mel Gibson's uh, 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 filmography was directed by that dude. Because uh, and so, but you know that Mel Gibson, like you could say whatever the heck you want about Mel Gibson, but you got to give him props as a director. He's he's a well, he's, mean, he's a good he director. Only, he's a good he director. Only really had like that weird one fucked up Jesus Christ movie. And to tell you the truth, I didn't watch it. I don't know what the big whole deal about it is. I didn't want to. I watched really it. get involved in I, it because it's it's. Look, the the know. thing about that movie is one graphic violence because it shows in epic detail how they flag Jesus, and you see even they ripping pieces of his flesh. Is and that and he removed the controversial line that was in the Bible that makes the whole thing very anti-semitic but i don't i didn't really see i saw the movie and i didn't see the anti-semitic thing that they were accusing the movie of having because they're saying oh it was because you know the 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 whole thing discussing that it was the jews that killed jesus but the movie shows clearly that the, the this the the actual sentencing was done by the romans so i don't see what was the problem that was the that's the biggest thing i ever seen him the controversy it was that movie mm-hmm. i mean i didn't I mean, i've seen pieces of apocalypto i haven't never seen the whole movie because i, I can only tolerate a, a foreign language movie once <laughs> and, and, and the passion of the christ the passion <laughs> of the christ was all aramaic all aramaic they had to resurrect the dead language to make that movie it, because he wanted to make it as accurately as possible so, and, I mean, and, and that movie pretty much also killed the movie career of Jim Caviezel, who played Jesus. That pretty much killed. Uh, uh, he was he was going to be a big star. I mean, he did, he did a couple of movies before that, and he was like on his way. But then uh, he did the last uh, that uh, Passion of the Christ thing. It's funny that we were talking last week about the last temptation of Christ, and now we're talking about the Passion of the Christ, like two of the most controversial uh, 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 yeah, religious that's movies. Because we get, but Mel Gibson, because we were talking about Lethal yeah, that, yeah, so, but I mean, it's still within the, within the the the, the, the spectrum uh, in terms of yeah. talking about two movies of our Jesus. But anyways, so yeah, uh, uh, we were saying that Richard Donner, uh, before he passed away. He told Mel, like, if anything happens to me, you you got that detail. You can, you got my blessing to direct the, the fifth movie because they were they're already in pre production when Richard, he passed away. When he passed away, so they were already talking about it. 
And Mel and Danny Glover were like, yeah, we're in. But I don't know how this movie is going to be because the last one that they did was already addressing the fact that they were too old for that shit. And now both of them have gray hairs. Danny Glover is like, <laughs> he's he's like, in, what, in his 80s? Got, he he must be. Him, for these guys? Like, Danny Glover is like in his 80s, I think. Are we going to use like green screens and just I don't put their know. heads and, on these bodies? And Mel is like 67. I mean, he's in shape for a guy in his age, but still, 67, dude, that's up there. That's up there. And I don't think he can do much running scenes. Like, the like, like have you seen the original? 76. And Mel is like 67. I think, yeah, because Mel was born in the same year as my dad. Was born in the same year as my dad. Mel, 66. But Do you know he was born in Peekskill? In New York. Yeah, yeah. Mel Gibson was born in yeah. Peekskill. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, I knew he was born in New York. You know, it's, it's fucking interesting, man. Like, I... Because I... he's Australian. He's Australian because he lived most of his life in Australia. But he was born. But he was born in New York. He was born in Peekskill, and then his parents, and then moved with his parents to Australia when he was twelve years old. So he lived there for twelve years. Yeah, and then he got the accent in Australia. I don't. Well, he's a good. He knows how to do accents. Yeah, but I'm he, just saying. Like, like in, Bra- in Braveheart, he did the. I think the, the the Scottish accent he did. Right, he did a Scottish accent in Braveheart. I tell you, I don't. I, I, you know, you watch more movies. You're, you're more um, open. I'll, I have half of the INDB data in my brain. You remind me of a friend that I used to work with. His name was David. I worked with him for eleven years, ten mm-hmm. years, eleven years. It's the job before Amazon, before that, you know, the one that I was there for eleven years. Uh huh. You remind me of him because you, your guys' minds with movies and just books, comics, you just remember a lot of it. You grab the detail. Yeah. And I learned a lot from him because, and just like I'm doing with you, but we're we're just making content about it. I uh-huh. mean, if we and you got together, it you know, we'll be like a five-hour podcast if we just sat down, me and you, and just talked face-to-face because I like hearing about movies. Um, I never was a book guy. I'm never going to read because that, that's just me. I just, if it's interesting, mm-hmm. I'll read it. Mm-hmm. Like a biography of like a baseball player that I love, or like no, I've read a couple of books uh, uh, from here and there. Yeah, but you're you're a magazine guy. You you know you like comics. That's what my other guy, my other friend was into. Not comics like like you. Like you're like all like a lot of comics. He was more of like like Reacher, mm-hmm. like Jack Reacher. He as he was driving to work would listen to the book. Okay. Yeah, that that's another method that I want to apply because sometimes it's very difficult to pick up a book and just read and yeah, read. Yeah, and that's how he was doing it. Like he stopped reading books because, like you, it's difficult to pick up your eyes. You stare at a computer all day, so yeah. he liked that enjoyment of from that- Yonkers to New York City or to Queens, wherever he lived. He listened to a book, and he was mm-hmm. always in traffic, so he would finish like a chapter. And- and, and you know that tradition uh like for example even books like uh i don't mean to put this back to religious terms but it's just since the thing that i know the most one of the books that i i know the most is the bible 
the Bible was first in oral tradition. It was told orally. So whoever wrote the five first books, like uh, I guess the Jews call it the Torah. We call it. Yeah. Uh, so uh, the Torah is the first five books. They actually think they consider that as one book, the Jews. But we ha we heathens had separated into five just to make it simple what we actually complicated. But that's not either here or there. So yeah, let's the, not, <laughs> yeah, not get it there. Uh, anyways, it, it was all told by oral tradition. So the belief is that whoever wrote the Torah, which traditional uh, Christianity, uh, the traditional Christianity thing says it was Moses. I doubt it because how he would write his own death. <laughs> so, yeah, kind of difficult. <laughs> like, like, let me think how I'm going to die. Think I die. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that kind of makes it difficult. So, like, yeah, that's bull I call bullshit on that end. But then anyway, anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, the thing is that uh, it was oral tradition told generation by generation how things happen. And that's that's how we got those books. It was somebody just decided, OK, let's write it down. Okay, but this might be important one day. Yeah, this might be important, so they wrote it down. So, if you blame some of the stories that you have a little pro uh, problems like finding logic in it, then blame whoever wrote it. Because <laughs> it wasn't me. <laughs> it wasn't me. Anyway, uh, call me on the counter. We really, anyway, we um, really go around the bushes with these things. Jesus Christ! So we were talking about Billy's <laughs> cop. <laughs> yeah so like, like i said i got to the second part he was in the hospital they read the they uh they were reviewing the letters mm -hmm. because this movie part two was more about yeah. uh, uh gun trafficking i don't know that yet yeah. oh shit sorry <laughs> fucked it up so anyway part one part one was about coke Yes. It was about drugs. It was a Coke. He was a, the dude, the they art dealer. In, they put it into uh, coffee, coffee grain. So they don't smell it. Exactly. So the dogs, when they sniff it, they wouldn't. Exactly. Because uh, coffee has a very potent odor. Well, well, yeah. Well, they, like, my brother, you worked for, like, a. Uh, you know, when you go into those malls and you go into, like, JCPenney or, like, any of those stores and then you could try perfumes of Coke or Cologne. Mm hmm. Well, he was he worked at one of those cologne stands, and he actually they actually said coffee grinds or beans resets your nose, your smell. Mm -hmm. So you know you spray something, you smell it, and then to redo it, he goes, "Okay, smell this." Then you smell it, and it resets your thing like that. Mm. Like it's fucking amazing what coffee or beans and grinds do to your fucking nose. It like just resets your whole fucking body okay. of smell. So, um, so yeah. So I did that, and like I said, I, I think Lux came in to separate the three of them, you know, the the detective, uh, uh, the, Eddie Murphy, and the other two. Uh-huh. And I think that's where I Taggart, Taggart and Rosewood. Yeah, Rosewood, or Rosie, as they call Yeah, <laughs> Rosewood. Everyone keeps calling uh, him. Judge else. Reinhold, uh, by the way, that's the name of the actor who plays Rosewood. Yeah, Good. yeah, I remember he played... um. He did, a couple, like, he did a, yeah, he did a couple of movies. He was famous for a minute in the 80s. Then in the 90s, he won Kaboot. Like, no, but there, there was, what was it? Um, Didn't he play in Santa Claus with Tim Allen? He was yeah, yeah, he was a stepdad, yes. He, the psychologist. I that's where I, recent, I more recently remember yeah, yeah, yeah. Christmas. That, you yeah, know, but was... he, he took a nosedive because back in the 80s, he was, like, 
He was in Fast Times and Richmond High. Uh, he also did this movie with Fred Savage that he played Fred Savage's dad, and they switched places like Freaky Friday. Okay. That, that Fred Savage was I now the I adult. I think I remember that though. I yeah, think I do remember. Yeah, that. because the, uh, the uh, uh, Richie April was one of the bad guys in that movie from The Sopranos. He, the guy who played Richie April. I'm, I'm more faces, dude. You know names. I'm faces. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I don't know the name of the actor, but he, okay. he was even in Miami Vice. That actor uh, who played Richie April. Wasn't that with uh, Don Johnson? Yeah, yeah. I mean, everybody was in. I mean, everybody was in Miami Vice. Everybody, everybody. Well, I'm, I'm not. I mean, I'm not bullshitting. Like Liam Neeson was a bad guy in, in Miami Vice, and you probably wouldn't even recognize. Exactly. Him. There was a bunch like, of actors that were in Miami Vice. Kills the fucking hair. <laughs> the fucking guy's bald now. Hey man, I ain't no putting no banana in my tailpipe. <laughs> <laughs> ain't falling for no banana in my tailpipe. <laughs> And the funny thing is, is that the the second team that went after him, yeah. they fucking lost him too. Yeah, I like I like the I like the when Axel took them to the titty bar. Oh <laughs> that dancing, your stars, you know, here. <laughs> I didn't tell you, the fucking da- the fucking dancing, like. <laughs> <laughs> But see Rosewood, you could tell you could you can have a hard on. Don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> that fucking's in the titty bar. And then when he, f- he recognized the two dudes, uh, because he, I mean he called it. He called it like, yeah, these dudes are these dudes they just well, the whole thing. He called it because he heard it in the fucking warehouse. No, but also right. they saw the dudes with the trench coats that yeah, went into but, the the titty bar. But weren't didn't he hear the that titty bar about from the warehouse, those two people. I don't think so. But he's, he said, "Oh, we found this great spot. Um, I'm gonna bring you to." And he told mm-hmm. him where it was. Oh yeah, yeah. Those two connected. Yeah, you know? no, 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 no. He he just noticed because he saw those two guys in the middle of June wearing trench coats and in California weather. So I was like, "Yeah, isn't it too warm to be wearing those kind of co- uh, coats here in California?" He's fucking wearing a sweater. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Well, he's from Detroit, so you can you can practically forgive him. Yeah, that, he must be dying then. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but the whole dancing, and then when he went to the one of the guys, said, "Hey, Philip, hey man, how you doing?" I thought that was you. I know, I that dude told me it wasn't you, but I thought I was Phil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, give me a kiss, baby. <laughs> why, why are you so? Why are you so mean? Or or when he went to uh, find uh, the uh, the the guy, uh, the the bad guy in the movie, and he went to the 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 uh, the, the, the Herald Club, the Herald Club, he started acting all gay, like yes. yeah. <laughs> he told him that he came that I I got a test done. You have hepatitis B. <laughs> I think you could tell him. Okay. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Like when I was a kid and I saw that movie, I saw that movie as a kid, by the way, as a child. I, I, that you joke, have seen that, that joke went child. right by my head. I was like, oh, that, I don't know why that's so funny. Now, as an adult, as an adult oh, <laughs> now as an adult, oh, they were that butt fucking. Okay. <laughs> oh, this time I was talking about butt fucking. Okay. <laughs> You shouldn't have seen that movie as a child, man. Dude, I was unsupervised. My parents had both of my parents had two jobs each. 
I was unsupervised. Like my, like me and my brother, we just had carte blanche to do whatever the fuck we wanted. There was nobody home. There ain't nobody home. They sent a couple of cousins of mine. All the older were girls. They fought all the time. <laughs> Some of them you actually know. Anyway. <laughs> oh, okay. Some of them you actually know. One of them, uh, uh, even we're fighting uh, between two sisters, which are cousins of mine. That one of them you actually know. And I hope you get that hint. Yes, I got it. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, internal joke anyway. So uh, they started a fight, and uh, the one that you know ducked. The other one punched, and she hit a window. All while taking care of me. And they had to call the, pope, uh, the, the, the ambulance, and they had to stitch her up. She had like 20 stitches on her arm. Because she, she went all full force. She didn't stop when she hit. She went full force. She went, went straight. Through. She went straight. So it was she wasn't aiming at her just to give her a little boo-boo. Oh, no, she <laughs> she, she fuck her up. Yeah, uh, Mike Tyson in the flesh just manifested inside of her and just I'm gonna fuck you up. <laughs> <laughs> come here, me, come here. I'm gonna fuck you up, man. I'm gonna fuck you up. <laughs> oh my goodness. So, anyways, yeah, uh, like in the eighties I had car blanche, like and by and by the way, the second job my dad had, video store. Video rental store. So That's guess awesome. so guess what? I was watching movies twenty four seven. Hence why this stupid fucking knowledge I have in my fucking head. So it's not it's, stupid. It's you know, it's good knowledge. Yeah. You're teaching me. You're telling yeah, me. Yeah, like I, I don't know I don't know what the fuck it is that when you get older you're like, Oh, the old times were better <laughs> and this bullshit. And I thought like I was never gonna be like that turned it turned into that shit. Fucking turned into that motherfucker. I mean the 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 world just the world and life back then was just much simpler yeah like and i'm not i'm 34 fucking years old and i'm saying it was just simpler it, it was it was i mean yes it's there like were after 2000 there, there, everyone survived they were like oh, oh we're still here uh-huh. oh my god look oh, well let's just fucking act the fool now back then like you and i'm not saying this is right and i'm not saying this is wrong but you can Make fun of each other and not get insulted, you know. Well, tougher skin. A lot better back then. It was a, I mean, everybody had a tougher skin, you know. Like you can take a joke, you can maybe be made fun of, and you you understood that they were not being actually mean. That was just take it as a joke and not and continue to live your life as normally because it was not, there was nothing meant by it in malice, but it was just a joke just to make you say it because. In my sense, and this is me, me funny is fucked up shit. <laughs> Things that are fucked up. Because the, the whole jokes like back in, like older jokes like, why did the kitchen chicken cross the road? That bullshit, fuck you with that shit. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> Go fucking fuck yourself. Kill yourself and then fuck yourself. Or pick whatever. <laughs> and that's also a joke, people, by the way. That is also a joke. Should not be taken seriously. Too much, too much joy. <laughs> oh no, I haven't said it like because he says something way worse. Yeah, he he goes f your mother. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't say that. I'm like, I got limits. <laughs> like fuck yourself. Practically everybody does already. So <laughs> make of that what you will. <laughs> Did you? I don't know if you did. You watch the John Wick movies? Uh, nah. They nah. were actually pretty good. 
Yeah, oh no, I mean I have seen John Wick movies. I've seen all three. Okay, they're 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 starting to uh, their number yeah. four is coming out. Yeah, they but they're making four the and trailer, five. They're making four and five together, or they made four and five together. Actually, yeah, they came out with the trailer for number four. Mm-hmm. I haven't watched it yet. That's coming out. Yeah, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen Matrix Resurrections. I haven't watched any of the Matrix movies. Uh, no, the one, the first one, watch it definitely. You have to. It's it just definitely it just doesn't fool me, man. Look, watch the one because the problem is that everybody started imitating one. That's the problem that everybody Even started. That is just. I'm a big preview person. If you grab me with the previews, you're, I'm sold. You, look, you got me for life. The one is. The, even one, one for pre- look, didn't do anything. Look, believe me when I tell you, one is that they should have ended at one. It's so goddamn good that they should have stopped at one, but they continued with two, three, and this fucking abomination. That's four. I haven't seen it, but everybody that has told me they've seen it is like, man, this this makes dog shit look like a fucking eighteen karat gold. I was like, shit, is that no. fucking bad? That bad, huh? <laughs> it's like dog shit is superior. This is funny. Like, they can't come up. Like, these fucking people can't come up with like new ideas because they're like the, retrying the, the, to make. The thing is that, is for, like, for example, the the, the 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 Matrix films, they were like, they combined so many elements of anime in it. So it's like you have your thing with Ghost in the Shell. You seen Ghost in the Shell? Okay, that's that's one reference to where you can go. But I see that you don't you're not big into anime. I'm not that big on anime either. Uh, like for example, I saw Akira. That fucking blew my brains out when I saw that movie. I was like, holy shit! Did did this be pre CG? Like the animation. If you see the animation, you have to understand that this is Akira. Never even heard of it. Like, dude, just not so much the story. And the story is fucking awesome, by the way. But just the animation. Like, I I appreciate it as an artist, as someone that knows how to draw somewhat. And when I see that fucking animation, the 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 details that they do and and how fast the animation goes, and the details that they put onto it, I'm like, holy fuck, this is pre CG because now you can do it in CG and it's quick. Fast, easy, done. But doing that type of animation in 1980s in Japan, that is fucked up. And and it's so crisp. Japan kind of was always ahead of our time. Yeah, but it's so crisp. It's so fluid. It's so natural. It looks so goddamn good. You're like, this, these motherfuckers, like, they, they, that is the, Touching the hem of the garment of perfection. You understand? That's like touching perfection. Like, you know how perfection is unobtainable for us humans. But some people get close to it. Like Michael Jordan. Like, in terms of basketball, holy shit. Who the fuck can get closer than that in terms of perfection? Like, the perfect shooting, the perfect penetration, perfect stealing, perfect rebounding. And also with the determination of an asshole that thinks everything is personal. (laughs) And I don't think he would take offense to saying that. They, you know, they told me this. Uh, you know, I took a personal. Yeah, so. yeah, that's all the fuel to the fire. Fuel to the fire. Anyways, so uh, yeah, Matrix One, go see it. 
Avoid the others. You don't even need to see that. You haven't stirred me wrong yet. I guess. Avoid the others. Avoid the others. Uh, Avoid it like the fucking plague. But but it's a continuation of the story. That story fucking sucks. (laughs) It sucks donkey balls. If I'm bored one day, maybe I'll throw it out. Like one? Yes. I'll watch one any time of the week because that's that's a classic. Like, Like I told you, this week I watched RoboCop. And I watch A Big Trouble in Little China. All 80s movie. One and, and two of most fucked up directors. <laughs> John Carpenter and, and Paul Verhoeven. Now, Paul, Ver, Paul Verhoeven, it is a fucked up mentality. And, I mean, RoboCop, Jesus Christ. Have you seen RoboCop? The original yeah. one? Not, not the 20-something... The way they murdered the main character. By the way, the main character is alive only for the first 15 minutes, and then they turn him into Robocop. The main character. He dies in the first 15 minutes of the movie. But then they have to turn him into a cyborg. So he turns into, into Robocop. The way they murder this cop is like, dude, you need Jesus. <laughs> Whoever wrote that fucking story is like, you need Christ. We have to take you right now to the altar and, and pray for you, for your fucking soul. We have to pray for your fucking soul. I mean, like, what the fuck? <laughs> what in the fuck? First thing that you do, you blow this fucking dude's arms off with a fucking shotgun? They blow his arms off. Like, blah. Like, and it's not because it's, it's not like, oh, let's imply. No, it's shown in all its graphic fucking glory. <laughs> It is shown in all his fucking... Then they riddled him with bullets. Worse than Sonny Corleone in Godfather 1. <laughs> they riddled this motherfucker in bullets. Like, it's just hail of bullets. Bah, 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 bah. And then the glory shot. Blow his fucking brains out and shown as clear as day. Nice. Boom. Boom. Just like that. And you're like, yeah, he's dead as fuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's dead. He, he did. did. He did. But then they resurrect his ass. And by the way, this the, the funny thing is that because I was mentioning the whole that the whole thing that he needs Jesus, it wasn't hyperbole. It's because it was literal. Because the director said that that was his interpretation of the life of Christ, his death, his resurrection. <laughs> he even had a scene where Robocop seemingly walked on water. It's like, yeah, he's Christ. Like, yeah, I don't think Christ came back from the dead just to murder people. <laughs> And to be a robot. And to be a cyborg. <laughs> and that movie is bloody as fuck. That's what the... Oh, dude, there's so much goddamn blood in that movie. <laughs> there's so much goddamn blood. It's like... A, a, it's an 80s orgy fest of blood. Like, th- like that is the most bloodiest movie in the 80s, I think, of and all. they come out with more? Yeah, but then it was more PG than anything else because... They yeah, were, because the fucking film people were like, bro, dude, that again. You want to make two? No, dude, you make that shit PG. One, one of the Probably first things this RoboCop does. Look, one of the things, first things this RoboCop does. He he stops a a a a, a, a mugging in a convenience store. Then he, he they he then he gets a report that two dudes are gonna rape a bitch. Sorry, woman, <laughs> a lady. <laughs> Well, that's not her fault, yeah, because they were doing it against her will. So it's not that she volunteered. He's like, "Yes, I will offer my my privates for you, strangers." 
year, I will take my skirt off and then I will take my undergarments. <laughs> so she was protesting the whole way. She was, no, no, please, no. So, yeah, it was rape. Anyway, uh, Robocop showed up and he just go, you see his visor like going, okay, where I'm going to shoot? Okay, I know what I'm going to shoot. Shoots right directly between her legs and gets the dude right in the nards. Shoots him directly in the dick. So that tells you immediately what type of movie it is. Yeah, like they, that, that, that director does not give. And then that, then you have to remember he also directed Total Recall. He also did Basic Instincts. And then Starship Troopers. And also one of the dirtiest and also most fucked up movies ever. Uh, Showgirls. You remember? And they just keep letting this fucking guy dirt. I mean, those were all really fucked up movies. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You remember Starship Troopers then? Which one? Starship Troopers. Starship Troopers. Uh, lots and lots and lots of graphic deaths by giant, humongous insects. Like I don't the think mo- I remember that one. I know Showgirls. Oh uh, yeah, the uh, girl from Saved by the Bell. Yeah, uh-huh. and a and lot of effing, a lot of effing in that movie. And that's the only scene I really know about. Um, the the pool the pool scene. The total Recall. I just you know. Uh, we're talking about the Schwarzenegger one, not the uh, the other dude, the remake that they did years later, not that one. I think I watched the one years later, so I could just imagine how fucked up the first one. No, the first one was pretty fucked up. It was directed by the yeah. same guy that made RoboCop. So, yeah, pretty fucked up. Yeah. Pretty yeah. fucked up. So, uh, yeah, Paul Verhoeven. Uh, just look him up. Uh, <laughs> look up his filmography. I don't, and, I don't think I want to. And then uh, <laughs> seek guiding counsel. <laughs> yeah, I, think, I, I seek, think I keep myself away from him. Seek a mental uh, health I'll, I'll take your word. I'll take your word for it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Unless you had the stomach for it, I mean, if you if you just understand it's just a movie, it's not real, and uh, you have to understand this dude survived World War Two and, and Nazis, so he's just putting on screen what he lived through in his life. Well, someone should have stopped. Uh, no, no, no. Keep the blood, keep the blood flowing. Yeah. Oh, he also did Hollow Man, uh, the Kevin Bacon one that he's invisible. I saw that one. He did that one too. That was Paul Verhoeven as well. Well, he must have slowed down a lot. No, I mean he showed Kevin Bacon's he, he, dingus. He showed he, his Kevin, Kevin Kevin Bacon's dingus in the movie. Yeah, he also saw he also showed two pair of titties, but I mean Yeah. Elizabeth's shoes, right? Elizabeth's no. It wasn't her. The what the redhead? It was the redhead and then that like model chick in uh-huh. her in her house. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because Elizabeth Shoot doesn't do those type of scenes. I think she did one or two, if I'm not mistaken, but it hey, wasn't how. Hey, Marissa Tomei showed her titties, so. That, was it uh, Wrestler? Yeah, in The Wrestler. She showed her yeah. titties. Well, I mean, it was eventually. I mean, that woman's so fucking hot still now. She's almost 60 and she's. She, she's smoking. It's unbelievable. Like there's a group of women that are of a certain age that just and, don't age, and she doesn't look like she got any 
No. Like an aspirin. No, it's all natural. It's all natural. Because you can tell when some of these ladies apply artificial enhancements in their face yeah. in their faces. You can tell by a mile, a country mile, like for example, Madonna. <laughs> you can tell that's like, oh yeah, that's altered. <laughs> yeah, that's altered. Even the the younger crowds, like I was just watching, I don't know if you watched the show Lucifer that was on Channel Fox. I picked uh-huh. up by Netflix. Uh-huh. So I seen clips on YouTube. I seen clips on YouTube. So me and my wife used to watch it when it was on Fox. And when it went over, to, it got canceled. We were like, oh, fuck. I mean, they just like left it open. So once they canceled, they were like, oh, fuck. Then we realized, okay, Netflix picked it up. Mm-hmm. We just never really watched it. So this weekend, we, you know, on Saturday, we started watching season four, I think. And then we watched, yeah, so we watched two, the whole season. It was like 10 episodes in like two days. Mm-hmm. So the main girl, Lauren, I don't know, it's Graham, Rim, German, I forgot how to pronounce it. Uh, 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 Satan's Peace. Uh, yes, the, the cop, the detective, yeah. Uh, Chloe. Yeah, the, Satan's Peace. Yeah. His, his chick, which, yeah. which like, uh, dude had been alive over thousands of years and he's falling for a chick. Yeah, I'll take that. Yeah, that's it plausible. was supposed to be supposedly God made her to torture him. But anyway, ah, okay. she looked good. Like I've seen her in other shows. She was on Hawaii Five O, the, the remake of it. Uh huh, uh huh, uh huh. That where she, uh, 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 yeah. James Con's son, yes, is and, in it. He's Dano. Um, uh, guy's name Alex something. So the, the show, I love the show. I, I watched, I watched the remake of it. I loved it. I liked it. I like how, I don't know how the old one was, but they did a good job on that one. So mm. I watched her on there. She was on there for like a season before she left. Mm. Then she was on Chicago Fire. She was like a paramedic, beautiful mm-hmm. girl. She came in. She did the three seasons on this. Then she started season four, and you can see like she either got Botox on her lips or she did mm. something with her fucking nose. I'm just like evil. Kind of, you were perfect. What, what was? What do you need to do all of that? Kind of like a person that we were waiting to dedicate a little extra time, because his face changed a oh lot. Oh my god, it, 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 it was terrible the way. But anyway, so yeah, Vinnie Mac, Mister, yeah, just jump right into it. Yeah, Vinnie Mac, Vince McMahon, Vinnie Mac, uh, the man that declared, the man that declared his privates as community property, and everyone else's. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so uh, it seems, due to the nature of his r- r- decision, that the heat is going to come so freaking big on his ass that on Friday, this past Friday, from the day we were recording, Vincent uh, McMahon, Vincent Kennedy McMahon retire. decided to retire close to the age of 77, and hell froze over. And a ton of fucking people are going to come out now. Yeah, like... They're already, that, there's that, already multiple accounts. Yeah, the, that, there was already. I mean, and, and the Wall Street Journal also said that there was more to come. Oh, he, he, like, he's, he was splattering well, cum like it was a Jackson Pollock painting. Exactly. <laughs> and... He was, Once I saw Triple H go back to his old yeah. job, yeah, that, that I was is, like, something's coming down the pipeline that's going like, to be hell. 
Like something's gonna happen. Look, they fired John Laronitis already. They already fired him. It's not like they oh they took him out like oh indefinitely. We don't know when you're gonna come back, but since Vince now it has no longer power because by the way, not only did he retire, he also is no longer anything to do with WWE at all. He's even gonna sell his stock. Huh. He's even gonna sell a stock. Well, yeah, well, Stephanie's gonna buy that stock. She's gonna want fuck yeah, fuck, fuck yeah. He's so even gonna sell it to anybody else. And it's gonna stay McMahon. It's gonna stay. Well, it's a fucking family thing. Yeah, but it's a publicly traded company, though. But he, but he, it's still his stock. He can sell it to yeah. who the fuck yeah. he wants to. He's still majority owner to this to this moment that we're right still now. recording. Yeah, he's still majority owner. So technically, it's still his company. Technically. It's just that he officially is not the CEO. Officially, he's not. He's no longer the. He's no longer the head of the business side, and he's no longer the head of the of the creative side, in terms of the storylines and whatnot. And this has created a ripple effect in, in, in the wrestling community because now, already two people have requested their release from AEW, which is right now the biggest competition WWE has in the states. AEW is like the second biggest uh, wrestling company in the United States. And already two people have already publicly acknowledged that they want to be released from their contract. Publicly. So this is, and the rumor is that already people ever since that they knew that Vince is no longer in the company. like, now there's an interest from people in AEW that they want to jump ship to WWE because they figured that they will have better chances now that Vince is not there because you have to understand in the wrestling business, uh, you were in WWE. You were only entertaining one person. You weren't entertaining the fans because Vince McMahon, God knows, he does not give a fuck about the fans. He does not give two fucks about well, the fans. He cares about the green in his, in his exactly it, that that the bottom line. He cares about the bottom line, but in terms of creating actual storylines, like for example, when was the last time you saw WWE? Stone Cold's return. When he came back now in WrestleMania? Mm -hmm. And that's pretty much it. Before that? Before that. Red. Red. Probably right before Stone Cold left. I rest my case. I rest my case. So. The, the thing is that. And I know The Rock came back there and there. Yeah. Didn't really. It really didn't interest me to watch it. I mean, I love The Rock. I was always, you know, I don't, I have trouble. I mm -hmm. mean, in, in the way of who's my favorite. I, I love Stone Cold. I love Michaels. And I love The Rock. And I love Brett. I was never a Brett guy. No, I because just didn't like. Look, when I was a kid, I was a Hulk Hogan fan. Because I was I, I went, in the 80s and early 90s. yeah because I grew up in the height of Hulkamania when the thing was like as he would say and, running wild and I pretty much grew up in the in in the era the raw era mm -hmm. the attitude era yeah which don't go in Austin I mean Austin and The Rock. Mm -hmm. kind of guided i mean more stone cold for a couple of years into the rock came the, in like the first wrestlemania that i actually watched live was wrestlemania the one with hulk hogan versus the ultimate warrior and this uh, toronto sky dome that was the first wrestlemania i watched live and as a kid i was a fucking pup and i actually cried when hogan lost because i was a hulk hogan mark 
Now, knowing what I know about the man, and we don't need to go into details, pretty much everything's already in the public. Yeah, a lot of... It's like what my wife said, too. Uh, when When you're rich and famous the way Vince was, Hogan was... There's going to be a lot of skeletons in your closet. Yeah, because you're fucked up. Because you're disconnected from reality and humanity. You're you're an island to yourself, and you think that what your actions have no repercussions. And what, and, and, and if they do I, have a repercussion, you just buy the motherfucker out. That and I don't know if a lot of people know that. I mean, I don't know the five that are listening know that. These guys were on the road 360 times, 60 yeah. days out of the year. They, oh, you saw, you saw Raw, you saw SmackDown, you saw Sunday Night Heat. Mm-hmm. That's all you saw was on TV. There was a bunch of fucking things they uh, did during the week that yeah. was never televised. Yeah, but house shows. House which, shows. Because they did house shows like four or five even, days a week. Even, even on, you know, traveling to different countries. Yeah. Then traveling back to do the fucking Monday Night Raw. Like, like when CM Punk ret- uh, uh, left the wrestling business a few years ago. Uh, you don't know who the fuck he is, I guess. I know who CM Punk I know the main, main. Uh huh, but you, you didn't. But I, I don't know their. You didn't follow the product when he was champion in WWE. No. The thing is that uh, he was burned out, basically. That's the gist of it. He was burned out. He was like. Because he he even wanted to do he even wanted to do one of the shitty WWE movies and he said I didn't give a shit about the fucking movie it's just no house shows uh, I was just trying to get out of the house shows I was burned out I was like I was burned out that's it I just needed something to do an excuse not to do the house shows because I was goddamn fucking tired wrestling 365 days a year I was just burned out like my whole life was just motels hotels uh, rental cars airplanes going to the gym eat finding somewhere to eat uh, somewhat decent food then wrestle and sometimes wrestle hurt and nobody gave a fuck and he was just burned out you know he was just burned out and the way he felt and i'll say that because you know everyone has their own version of what reality was now i'm not saying he was he was lying or that WWE was lying i don't care what the fuck was lying it's just saying what he said and he said that he felt like WWE just was abusing him in terms of like not allowing him to rest up and getting uh, his, well, getting himself back into shape and just abuse him and just asking him. Star. Yeah, you're the champ, he, so you have to take it, take it in the chest and take it in the chin and just walk it off. You probably didn't even have what the 90s did was four or five six people that if austin was gone after anything no the, you still had the rock you still and, had dx you still had people to continue yeah the show and that's the problem to carry some of the load on uh on that time in wwe that was basically just cena and i mean and, and but was, and you I mean, you can I'm alternate and you can alternate between also randy orton or batista but i think batista already had a foot out of the door and Randy Orton, he's done. He was never he he like you said. He had a foot out the door. He started young. He started in you know right when the Attitude Era was ending, kind of thing. That's where no, he, started. he started in the Ruthless Aggression Era. That's what they yeah, call that. So part. I mean, 
he didn't really. I mean, he almost left the the uh, his character in the um in the, in the Guardians of the Galaxy because of something, mm-hmm. and they they worked around with him. You know, he he they worked with him mm-hmm. to keep him, but but he, yeah, you just didn't have people to carry carry the carry the show. And I mean, and I understand that, it. He, that's the problem. Vince wanted to keep the green in his pocket, and he's gonna run you out there 360 days of the week. Look at fuck what Undertaker. I watched this thing on uh, Peacock, his show Last uh-huh, Ride. Uh huh. Fucking dude's done. And he just wanted to keep coming back, and I'm like, dude, why? Yeah, because I and he feels like he has something to prove, and I'm like, you. What do you? De- you you dead- destroyed the your body for like almost 40 years, and you think you have something to prove? You're the fucking undertaker the dead man the american badass he ain't got nothing to prove you had nothing to prove he did it all and and fucking one of the few guys that always stayed loyal to that company because they're like you could say you you could go fuck yourself yeah, and you could say, for example, look, uh, I mean, Triple H ever since he came to WWE, because he also was a guy that came from WCW. Uh, when he went to WWE, he never left. Shawn never left. Uh, Stone Cold never left. The Rock never left. No, The Rock is an actual homegrown talent. Like, an actual yeah, grown talent that, from WWE. That, talk about fucking generations. No, but Fucking what wrestling. I mean, what I mean that he never wrestled for any other company other than WWE. He never like yeah, 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 you're right. he, he never started, but, he started and, and, and and if you Google Flex Cabana, don't <laughs> Google him, but don't um. Flex Cabana. That was his first gimmick, by the way. That was his first wrestling gimmick. Flex was Cabana. Rocky, uh, no, no, this is way before Rocky Maivia. This is Flex Cabana. I don't want to. I just want to. Uh, I just want to remember him from Rocky Maivia because even uh, that character was a little. Because he, that's how he started out as Flex Cabana. Then they, when he went to the, went because when he was in development, he created that character Flex Cabana. And then uh, when they went to the, made his debut in WWE, they decided to call him Rocky Maivia because Rocky for his dad, Rocky Johnson. And and Maivia for the, his grandfather from his mother's side, it, it, High Chief Pete Maivia. So they can just combine the two names and, two names and that's and, where he got his name. Yeah, the Rocky Maivia. But then people liked so much the goddamn character they they came up with signs saying "Die Rocky Die." <laughs> it was that extreme that the, the hatred they had because he was a cookie cutter baby face, you know, like the most generic. Baby face in the history of baby faces, like like the people. It was such a boring fucking character. I mean, he was, he was good, it was. It but was, he, was he was good. He was good. He was good. He had the talent. But it's just that that wasn't him. And then when he turned bad guy heel, holy fuck, he gave it a one eighty, and he was like, oh, "Let me be me. Like, like, let me, let me be me. Let me, like, like, let me." Give my characteristics here out. And when he started talking in the third person, The Rock, <laughs> he started calling himself The Rock. You can literally, there will be, it, 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 he reminds, you can watch skits of The Rock 
on YouTube. Oh my god, you'll die laughing. Hours and just die laughing. It's it reminds me almost like fucking uh, Joey D. How you can just you find playlists of oh some of the Joey D has the funniest parts part. Fifty thousand. It's like some of the some of the shit that going. hasn't aged well. Some of the things that The Rock said hasn't aged well, especially no. especially when he was making fun of uh, Eddie Guerrero. What well, I mean, so you can ride down to the sunset and say, ay, 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 ay. <laughs> I remember he came back and he started, he had a guitar in his hand and he was singing. Yeah, and Vicky came out and he was and he just went off on it. I don't remember exactly yeah. what it was, but it's like when he made his like, yeah, yeah, yeah. appearances there and there. But Biatch, <laughs> they call her Biatch. <laughs> but um. You look horrible tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But, yeah, anyway, going back to Vincent. Vinny. um, I was reading something. It was just like one of the girls that I think between that time, remember you said that she got paid off not to say anything. And there was another girl, I think her name was Ashley. Uh, that, like, girl, that girl actually committed suicide. Yeah, the girl that committed suicide. He fucked with her so bad. It's like, and yeah. people knew about it. And he, Vincent, was like always trying to get her alone. Oh, ride yeah. my jet to the next, you know, to the next place that we had to go yeah. to. Oh, come with me to dinner. And all these, and, and she all already had mental shit. health issues, and she, and already, she already had issues. That's and he up. didn't help. That was so fucked up. That is he didn't so fucking fucked help. Up. All he wanted to do is get his little penis, get, get his like, little peener wet, wet, whatever the fuck he wanted to do. He wanted the sukalamink. Sukalamink, and you know what? I hope some not something terrible, but I hope he uh, learns the the error of his ways. Well, it's too late. Yeah, he's it, a, it, for him, he, it's too late. He did his fucking damage. How many people like this girl committed suicide? How you know? I'm not saying he you know had a hand in it. Yeah, but it but, didn't know, help either. But it didn't help her. You saw she had mental problems. You saw that she was struggling. You saw that she, you were made her uncomfortable. You you saw it in her eyes. And what did you do? You just kept fucking being ruthless. And to that, I hope. I hope he's out on the side of the fucking highway picking up garbage for the rest of his fucking life. Eh, that's hardly going to happen, but I, I... It won't happen. It won't happen because they're going to fucking bury most of it. Yeah, I mean, he, he paid off. He does for the state of fucking Connecticut with, the, with his buildings, the income that he does, it's fucking bullshit. And you know he wanted to sell the the building, the, the, the Titan headquarters, Titan Towers. He wanted to sell it and just move it. Yeah. And he moved it right down the street. This Triple H, they had pictures all over Instagram of them building. I saw the new building. It's literally right across the street almost, if not like five minutes, ten minutes away, and it has what? already WWE logo on top of it, and, and the old building is still there. Yeah, because they haven't moved yet. They haven't moved yet because they're still, they're still building the other part to make it the way they want it. Mm-hmm. But he... 
I don't know. There's nothing's gonna happen to him. But yeah. reading that story about that poor woman and how he just knew, and then I think I don't know what it was, but one of the managers was like, "You know, you're gonna have to just do it." Yeah. Like, why? Why did she just have to do it? Because now, Vince is an asshole. Like you said a bunch of girls, even the Bella twins, are willing to come back. Yeah, everybody wants to like because the. Like the the only two guys that are left in the company that were of that old regime, uh, of that old mentality, because Triple H obviously was not that type of mentality. On the contrary, like if you hear all the stories of everybody that was in NXT when Triple H was running it, they will kiss his feet. He treated them like gold. They all love Triple H. Like every every person back to his old position. Everyone exactly. Like said, That's gonna want to fucking. Everybody wants to come treat back now. People the way you wanted to be treated. Because I mean, as much as I don't like Triple H's character, and I never did. Yeah, but as a human being. But as a human being, he seems he, to be a decent one. How to run a fucking? Uh, how to run his job? How to and, do his job correctly. And be a decent human being toward your fellow man. What do you have to do treat people the way you want to be treated, and it'll and, come. And also him being a wrestler, or formerly being a wrestler because he's retired now. Uh, but him being a wrestler uh, and knowing what the life is, he, as he lived it himself, he can comprehend their position better. He can understand them better, know what it takes. And him, he was on top. Like they even called it from 2003 till 2006. They call that that period the reign of terror, because he he had a he had a grip on Raw, because we have to remember those days John Cena was on SmackDown, so he wasn't. Yeah, but who uh, was left? But uh, exactly, there was no no that by that time Sean came sure. back. Sean came back, but Sean didn't want to take the main event always. He just wanted to be like a a, a, a he was there more to elevate other people. Because Sean took but that, that championship uh, begrudgingly. Well, yeah. He didn't want to be champion. He said, no, we got to help the, the new guys that are coming out. So that's why now Sean is he's the head still trainer. Part, though. He's still yeah, training. Sean, Sean is the main uh, head trainer in NXT. He's the head trainer in NXT. That's one dude. When he won the title, I remember him coming down from the fucking ceiling. Yeah, when he beat Bret that's Hart. When- with the yeah. Iron Man match. The thing with Brett is that he took it things way too personal. It's like and until this day. He still does. He holds he grudges. Still does. He I sti- was what was I watching? It was um He hates Goldberg because Goldberg was the one who put concussed that, concussed his ass out of wrestling. That was um He still holds a grudge. I was exactly yet, I was listening to a um not a podcast. I think he was doing like a Who's doing Q and A? I think it was probably so a Q and A. He had a radio thing with ninety eight point seven ESPN, and one of the guys there, um, Peter Rosenberg. You probably know him because he does mm-hmm. some of the side shows. He's on that show. Uh huh. He does, and they had Goldberg because his thing was coming out on uh, the TV. This television show was coming out, and they had him on there. And that and Peter Rosenberg asked him the question. He goes, "What's going on with Burhart?" He goes, "Listen, I reached out to him." So many times mm-hmm. it comes to a point that now I'm pissed off because if I'm trying to reach out to you to say, you know, 
I'm sorry. You know, it wasn't intentional and all this other bullshit. He reached out to him. He never got back to him. His camp never got back to him. So he goes, you know what? I know my intentions. I didn't mean it. I fucked up. I tried to reach out to you. You don't want to obviously talk to me back. Mm-hmm. So, so it yeah. is what it is. You want to be pissed off? Go ahead. You want to stay pissed off forever? Stay pissed off forever. Go ahead. So, um, but yeah, I remember when Michaels won the championship. Uh, it was, I think it was like, not that one time. I think when he won it again, but he, he had to leave because he needed some kind of back surgery. That was like right before like Stone Cold came out. Might have been like the one that he left 96. when he left is he 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 dropped the belt to Stone Cold when he left. Maybe it was right. So yeah, so it must have been right around then. Um, I thought Stone Cold wasn't there. Maybe I was wrong. Maybe I'm thinking of another time. No, because they were mixing up. The he won. He so won it. He won it back in '97 in Royal Rumble against Sid Vicious. Uh, Sid, uh, yeah, Psycho Sid. He beat Psycho Sid for it. Uh, then he like a, a couple of weeks later he relinquished the belt because he had to find his smile, quote unquote. <laughs> he had to find well, a smile. Well, he it's because no the the thing is that Brett, that's the inside and and both both sides will actually acknowledge that this was fact that Brett uh, put Sean over on the previous WrestleMania. And then on this next WrestleMania, which was going to be 97, the original plan was that Brett would get his win back from Sean because both of them are very equally, like technically speaking, in terms of technical wrestling. Yeah, Shawn Michaels is more a high flyer than, than, than Brett, but both of them know how to deliver a perfect match. And I always love when those two work together because both of them made it look real uh, that's uh, the best compliment you can give to a wrestler because we all all wrestling fans are in the know we all know this is pre that de- uh, predetermined result that was discussed way before they went into the ring and they both know what's going to happen at the end but still they have to keep the illusion going so it's a performance it's an acting but they have to imp- uh, they have to act with their entire bodies and they have to trust each other with this acting some wrestlers are very good at it. Some are not. Some suck at it. But they they have enough that they can bullshit you into like, okay, somewhat decent match. But these two motherfuckers, Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart, they made you fucking believe that every fucking blow they take or gave was real. Because those two were top of the top. And I don't give a shit what anybody says. To me, Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart, those in those, I mean, I saw them when they started in the 80s, when most people from this generation now <clears throat> don't have even a fucking clue what I'm talking about. And they don't. Like Sh- Bret Hart and Jim the, Nam- uh, the Amble Nightheart were the, uh, the Hart Foundation. That was a tag team. They won multiple times the tag team championship. And the Rockers with Shawn Michaels and Marty Jannetty. I remember that. Oh, I remember him putting him through the glass. Yeah, th- that's the where the sexy boy persona started. started. That's what inst- started his heel persona. That's what, what, what that's what kickstarted his career as a singles wrestler. And it's not his fucking fault that, unfortunately, of the two, who was the better wrestler? Who was the better wrestler? 
you know his song. It, it's not a girl that's singing it, sexy. Uh, it's, it's him. That guy. Um, no, it's him. He no. sings. The, the original it's, version, it was sung by Sherry Martel, which was Macho Man's uh, manager. The original yes, version. The guy with the, the, the small guy, the glasses, right? Uh-huh. The original yeah. version. The original version was him. The original version. But then Sean sang his own song. The, the, yeah. one, the, the, the version that everybody knows, Sexy Boy, the, the version that everybody knows, that's Sean singing it. That's actually Sean singing it. The one that everybody knows yeah, now. But the original, I, I was. I, I it was know, Sherry I Martell. So fuck, I watched so much fucking clips. I forget they all match up into one. But no, um. No, but in terms of uh, of wrestling songs, my favorite because of the prank is John Cena's. Because <laughs> of the you you heard the 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 radio prank that they pulled on the poor woman, no. because uh, uh, a guy called the radio station saying oh, my wife doesn't allow me to watch wrestling anymore. She even forbade the kids uh, forbade the kids to watch wrestling. So okay, so we'll fuck her up then. <laughs> so they just kept calling her. It's like, ma'am, uh, uh, like, oh, congratulations! You just won a a a a a two tickets to WrestleMania, and you're going to see John Cena. They just put the music and blasted the music. Like, no, no, no wrestling. And then they called the woman like. Ma'am, have you heard of our Lord and Savior? What Lord and Savior? And his name is Johnson. Oh my God. <laughs> and they just keep calling. They just put this up. <laughs> they tortured her for like 10 minutes straight. <laughs> just calling her every time she hung up. She was like, I swear to Christ, if you keep calling me, I will send the police at you. And they're like, and his name is Johnson. <laughs> One of my one of my favorite moments is when Kurt Angle comes out. He's the he you the, suck. Uh huh. You suck. I was like, this poor fucking guy. Yeah, he loves it. Oh, of course. He loves it. He loves the um, silly shit. But then again, he's. Did you know that him and Brock Lesnar actually did an an actual real shoot fight that only the wrestler saw, like a. a uh, oh, wrestling match? Uh, yeah, an actual shoot wrestling, amateur wrestling uh, match. Because you know that Kurt Angle was in an Olympic gold. Yeah. And Brock also has his, uh, I think he was a three-time NWA, NCAA. WA. He did in college for a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they were always considered the two best amateur wrestlers in, in the longest time. So... Uh, they were like, okay, so uh, Brock was talking shit. I was like, you know, I could, I could destroy you. I'm like, oh, for for real? Okay, so there's the ring. Let's go. Let's go. And and you know, Kurt is actually very very humble when he talks about his pro, uh, prowess as a amateur wrestler. Mm-hmm. And he said, and they asked him, okay, so who won? I was like, well. Took me 15 minutes, but pinned them twice. Pinned them twice. He, he was, he was, his ground attacks were nice. He was, mm-hmm. he was, uh, he was good. No, and, and I mean, everybody has said that they, that Kurt Angle is the guy that acclimated to, to professional wrestling the quickest from anybody that's come from that type of world. Yeah. I, I mean, it was easier for him. He, I mean, most of the, 
just think about most of his attacks where he just needed to make them bigger. Mm-hmm. Just oversell it, like make exactly. it make it more exaggerated, so that way people that are watching from the stands, like five thousand, <laughs> see, see number five thousand twenty three, can see it. Yeah, I mean, going back to amazing. I mean, watching that was Michaels and Razor Ramon match. The ladder match. Over, yeah, that ladder match. Oh my god, what a fucking match! I mean, we watched that like after Ramon, uh, Razor Ramon died in that mm, hall. Yeah. Just because I was younger when I watched it, like really young. And you didn't appreciate it for and what you it was. You didn't appreciate it back then. And but watching it now. Like, you know who Shawn Michaels says uh, taught him a lot about selling? You know what selling is? That it's like showing the emotions that you're hurt. Mm-hmm to uh, get elicit a reaction from the crowd, making them like feel your pain. And you know that Shawn Michaels is one of the best sellers in the wrestling oh, business. Yeah, it, and he said that he learned from Ricky Morton from uh, the Rock and Roll Express and from NWA. And Ricky Morton, let me fucking tell you, he invented that shit. <laughs> he fucking invented that shit. Like in his matches, he would go in the ground he would put this puppy face like he just got murdered, like he just got a bullet through his head. And he will look at the crowd crying, help me, help me. He would look at the crowd like that. And he, he just had him eating out of the palm of his hand. He had the crowd, like when he hit the hot tag to Robert Gibson, uh, his tag team partner, the, the place just blew up. Like in the NWA, the, the 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 two matches that sold the most were Rock and Roll Express matches and Ric Flair matches. That's it. Like, Mr. Wu himself. Yeah, I mean, Ric Flair was uh, Mr. NWA. Uh, and by the way, we already know who who is going to be. And thank God they changed the fa- the format of how the match is going to go. It's not going to be a one on one match for his last match. It's going to be a tag team match. Which is more understandable than unbearable than watching a seventy-six-year-old man try to rust. No, he's seventy-three. Sorry, he's wasn't 73. it against his new son-in-law? No, 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 no. Uh, no, his son-in-law is going to be his tag team partner, Andrade. Oh, I thought he was going to wrestle. No, do, 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 do. We got to keep so kayfabe. So, is it against? It's so going to be Jeff Jarrett and retiring last match too, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Didn't he say that was his last match too? I, I don't know about that. I think I, I thought that's where I thought that he was facing. I mean, I didn't read it a lot uh, much into it, but I thought that was, I think he said, I think they said that was his last match. I mean, that dude is just, he's getting up there too. Yeah, he's in his 50s, I think. or Yeah, he must be in his late 50s. Anyway, uh, so it's going to be Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal. The guy that was helping uh, Flair train. So they actually incorporated that into the storyline. Uh, I think that was a good detail. They incorporated that into the storyline because Jay Lethal had asked him, like, can I be part of the match? And and Rick Flair was like, nope. 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 So I guess they had that prepared since they won. Mm-hmm. And he did end up being part of the match, his last match. So it all worked out in the end. So uh, it's going to be this Sunday. Uh, not... Well, it's going to be closer to when the time this podcast comes out. So it's going to be uh, the 31st, Sunday the 31st. It's going to be on pay-per-view. Uh, 
uh, and if you want to watch a 73-year-old man try to wrestle in tiny trunks and uh, tag-teaming with his son-in-law against another geriatric (laughs) and a a wrestler that's more in shape uh, being Jay Lethal, then you can watch that. Also, you can watch uh, on uh, Saturday, uh, SummerSlam, which will be from, uh, I think it's going to be from Vegas. I don't know. I don't know. I, don't, I haven't really looked into so, it. But... And it's going to be Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns for the 18th billion time. I don't think Lesnar's going to be part of that match. Yes, he is. He came back. He came back after Vince retired. Yeah, he, he left, but down. he showed up on Friday. He showed up at the, at the last segment on, on Friday night. He beat the shit out of this new kid called uh, Theory. Beat the shit out of him, and, and he came back. So the matches still go, thank God, because it was the the replacement was going to be Goldberg. And Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> nothing against Goldberg. It's just that he doesn't move the same way as he did back in the 90s. So don't yeah, expect... He- don't expect explosive Goldberg. Expect a geriatric old man uh, that can barely lift up a, a person anymore. I was watching him on NCIS LA. He just looks stiff. Look, dude, he almost killed the Undertaker. You saw that in the last ride. Yeah, he almost killed the Undertaker, and and one of them uh, blood blood money uh, uh, matches that they did in Saudi Arabia. I hope Taker just realizes he doesn't need to step in the ring. I hope so too, but money talks. Anyway, <laughs> money talks to people. I mean, I don't know. I, I guess just watching your whole childhood just try to wrestle again while you're in your 30s and they're in their almost late 50s, early 60s. It's yeah, like, Taker is up there. I mean, Sting is still wrestling and he's like 63. No, he needs to stop. Dude, he can still go. He can still like, like you think about Ric Flair. Like, oh my God, he's been retired ten years. So and also body condition, also had a stroke, also has a pacemaker in his heart. So you're like all these factors. Yeah, don't do it. Staying on the other hand, still jumping from. <laughs> I think the only one that should be wrestling because he could because he stays in shape. He is in shape. Would be The Rock. Sting is in shape. He's in amazing shape for a guy in his 60s. He's yeah, in... He can get hurt 10 times faster than these fucking yes, young... But he, he, they, they have known how to use him in AEW. They don't make him wrestle like every day. He wrestles like every three months. You know? So they're, they're so saving like him. Take or thing. So they're saving him because they and they also put him in tag team matches. They don't play and make him wrestle in singles matches. So doing it in, on tag team matches that actually, you know, covers up your limitations in terms of so age. Fighting and, half the match instead of the whole match. Exactly, exactly. So they just make him do his famous spots, and that's it. You know, the sp- stinger splash, the scorpion deathlock, and the, the scorpion death drop. That's it. But he still can go. And he, he's jumping from the third rope <laughs> outside the ring. He's jumping from the stage. <laughs> like, every time I see him, I was like, is this necessary? Is this, this exactly. Is not, this is not necessary. What, Sting, what you don't have to do this. You don't have to do this. What does Sting have to prove? 
He doesn't have to do that. But if he feels like he can still go somewhat and they cover up, and, and as they've been doing and covering him up well, not overexposing him and just making him wrestle like three, four months, uh, every, every three or four months, that's okay. And he signs off on it. It's not like he's senile. It's not like he's stupid. He's still in his old factions. Uh, uh, he still has all his faculties in his mind. It's not that he's senile. So if he thinks that he can go, and also he's also they test him and they have doctors there to make sure that he didn't he can't go. So if he's medically cleared, mentally cleared, and if he can still do what he can do, then I say more power to you. And also he's getting some sweet sweet money on the side. But then again, I'm like, uh, all your kids are adults now. Uh, they probably already have their own families. Like, uh, how much Don't in debt? You be how much? To... How much in debt are you? <laughs> it must be not debt because to me, don't you want to be with your grandkids? I don't know, dude. And and some people just want to, you know, uh, be extreme. And also, he's white, so <laughs> white people have this. I don't know what is it about white people. Look, listen to me. White people are the only ones that jumps out of planes as a sport for fun. Like me jumping off a plane, that's last case scenario. <laughs> that is ultimate case scenario. It's like, I don't some, even like planes. I, I, I'll travel on a plane. I, I just don't want to jump off of one. I can't. I, that whole airport scenario, that, that shit just boggles me. And I'm also, like, bungee jumping. Fuck it. Bungee jumping. Uh, white nah, people. Nah, nah, nah. White people. Half of me don't even want to do that. And the other half probably wouldn't but, want to do that either. I but, don't even want to get on a plane. But look at all those extreme activities that involves for sure death. <laughs> it's like like 99% of it involves death. <laughs> like you touching the skin of death and just like slapping death in the face like, what are you going to do, pussy? What the fuck are you going to do? Come on. Do something, you bitch. <laughs> like when normal people would see a scenario like that, you're like, I'll leave death the fuck alone. <laughs> yeah. I'll leave death the fuck alone. Like all these stupid ass people hiking. Like the, do you did, know that? The, didn't the, the, you the, hear that there's mountain lions? There's, there's a bunch of animals that can come and fuck you up real quick. Like, or what about the dude about the, the dude that James Franco did in this movie that, that got his arm stuck? And, and, and climbing mountains in, in Utah, he had to cut off cut off his own fucking arm. I'm good. Like, yeah, that happened. And also, he left without saying anything to anybody. He didn't. He didn't tell anybody he was gonna go hiking. He didn't say anything. He just went and did it because I'm a crazy white fuck. <laughs> nah, I'm good. So yeah, you, you call me fat and recluse and whatnot. Yeah, but I'm still breathing. <laughs> I'm still breathing. I have that ass here. If I can't drive to you, I don't need to see you. I'm still Google breathing. Google Maps. I'm still breathing. Like I, I don't, I, I don't need to tempt God to see Him. Like the, they, they want to force that meeting with God. <laughs> they want to force it. They want to like, force it. Yeah, I don't want to wait until I'm like ninety or hundred. Let's like, just meet now, motherfucker. Go to Colombia and take ayahuasca. <laughs> 
Anyway, back to wrestling. No, back to the ending because we, we, we we're going now deep in the, into these murky uh, waters. Hour and a half, yeah. Yeah, we can end it here, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I must say, before we end, Austin and Rock put on some amazing fucking matches. And I know you, I know you like your your Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels, and that's duh. the area you grew up in. No, no, no. Look, I for first and foremost, I like technical wrestlers. Because it takes a lot of focus, you have to be very athletic and physical to do, perform those uh, uh, technical feats. But I also love me my, my look Austin. Before he got his knees fucked up and his neck fucked up, he was an awesome technical wrestler. Let me tell you, Austin was an awesome technical wrestler. But he had to change his style due to the, his neck getting fucked up, and then he turned into a brawler. So he became a brawler. So he's just using fist and everything. But the thing is that when you have that technical training, and you it never have goes away, it never goes away. And his ability of with doing with a lot with a little capitalized him into the level that he became. So, uh, like for example, in in AEW, the closest guy that comes to Steve Austin esque stuff is John Moxley, formerly known as Dean Ambrose. From the uh, from the shield, so in AW they got their version of Austin, which is John Moxley, and so he is kind of like an Austin, uh, like the, their version of Austin. And then he's more free to speak his mind because he can get to cuss in, in AW. In, in AW they they let you cuss a lot. They say shit all the time, all the time. They say shit. I think shit is like more of a word you can say on TV now. For some yeah, reason. but it, he also says fuck. Yeah, but, it's not the other team. Yeah, no, but they censor it. But they don't. Yeah. They don't. You know, they don't blur his mouth when he says it, though. Yeah, they don't blur it. Well, and we can leave it on that because I'm a big, I'm a big, I'm an Austin fan. Like I told you. Yeah, me too. Right. Out of those three, Michaels, Rock, and Austin, I couldn't, I couldn't pick because to me, all three of them had their Dude. best. They can fucking. Deliver a match, dude. I was the biggest Austin fan when the Attitude Era kicked off, because he just grabbed your he was, attention. He was the Attitude Era. Yes, I mean, if it wasn't for his uh, uh, feud with McMahon, that's another thing we need to talk about, Vinny. Like what he he decided, like oh, but he did. This fucking company. Yeah, look, and he had the wisdom because some people say because how things turned out in the end when the whole Montreal screw job, some people think that the Montreal screw job was actually a work, that the, all the parties were in it. But no, 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 no. no. Heart, but it never went with that. Exactly. So what happened was that Vince took advantage of how he looked in the pub- court of public opinion everybody knew he was a bad guy because he fucked uh bread over by not uh, telling him what was going to be the the ending and so since already oh, no, in the- he told brett the ending no he told he also told michael's a different exactly exactly so they fu- you want you we can look uh, context, and uh, 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 you can context it as whatever way you want. At the end of the day, he got fucked. He got fucked. He got fucked. At the end of the day, he got fucked. So, uh, Vince took advantage of this new 
persona as people saw him because he outed himself as the boss because before that he was just an announcer and the and, and the public eye people like very few people in the know knew that vince mcmahon was the actual owner of the wwf you yeah, just you saw know. you just saw him as the fucking announcer guy yeah, that's I'm on sure tv it wasn't gorilla monsoon he used to cut uh, yeah no. yeah vince mcmahon was always in one way or another he showed up in the shows but you didn't know that he was the owner because it was back in the 80s they had this dude jack tunney he was a he was the president of wwe then uh the commissioner uh gorilla monsoon he was a, the commissioner and he looked as the head figure but it was actually vince so uh vince came out uh, taking advantage of that situation with, with Brett as the owner of WWF back then and then he put in motion like this whole thing just put in motion of him as the idea of him being the boss and being an asshole boss and who doesn't hate their bosses and, and unless you're in a job that you love you know yeah yeah we plead the fifth <laughs> plead the fifth plead the fifth Anyway, so uh, it, 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 everything turned out well in terms of how that all thing got orchestrated. And to be honest, WWE is what it is today thanks to that era. Thanks to that Stone Cold era. Thanks to the Rock era. It, 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 they, are, they wouldn't be who they are today without that. Because that is the thing that catapulted. That's the thing that, like, a couple of years afterwards, they're a publicly traded company. A couple of years after that. Yeah, I just... I don't know what happened. He just didn't... And no one was able to grab grab the, the company the way those guys did. No, because they neutered themselves. They they shot themselves on the foot because they wanted to uh, be PG and uh, like appeal to younger crowds. And also the world was changing. The world would be more PC, you know, like it is now. Supposedly, it's going back to yeah, uh, a TV days. fourteen, TV fourteen, back to TV fourteen. But I really how much don't is know. that going to change? Well, they'll just say shit now on TV and call people bitch, and that's pretty much it. I mean, I don't think that they're going to go mean, back to, to how much did to, that to, diva movement do a lot for the company too? I mean, you can't do that now. Exactly, they 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 can't go back to the bra and panties matches or the. The mud, was yeah, the mud wrestling, mud have. wrestling, mud wrestling, and, yeah, and and the braziers were flying and they were all exposed, nipples covered in mud, but you were trying to pretend that that you were not watching nipples, but every everybody was watching nipples, or as the king would say, puppies, puppies, puppies. Anyway, so yes, he was married to cat. Yeah, I know. I know, and then divorced her real quick when she t- oh, real quick. when he found out she was a gold digger. <laughs> like, wow, what gave you the clue? She married an old man. A, a hot, young, attractive woman would marry an old man. What would give you the clue that she was a gold digger? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Wasn't um Scotty Tuhati was his son? Yeah, too. yeah, that ended up not so well. Dude ended up hanging himself yeah that wasn't yeah uh but um (sighs) but yeah i just yeah i just had to throw the rock in austin there because to me those those matches to me were 
we're look, legit. Look, uh, I know we we have shit on him a lot on Vince and the reservedly so because apparently he's not a good human being. But uh, wrestling wouldn't exist today as it is without him. So uh, you take the good and the bad, and I'm not justifying the bad. Believe me, I'm not. But we have to thank him for having wrestling because wrestling wouldn't exist if it wasn't for him. He, he will go down in history as the greatest promote, wrestling promoter in, in all time, of all time. He will go Which down in history. Which is Maastricht next to his name. No. I mean, the personal shit. Dude, his this, pers- his, this, this is going to get ugly, and it's going to get ugly quick. Look, I don't see it going away as no, no, firmly. No, no, no. Look, what I'm saying is, okay, he's going to get Chris Benoit. You understand that reference? Mm-hmm. Like Benoit, one of the greatest technical wrestlers ever, but fucking killed his wife and kid. And killed himself. And then killed himself. So, yeah, one thing does not cover the other, you know. You can you can try to separate both because there are two different things, but the horrible thing yeah. can't. The horrible thing that he did, he was like, "Well, yeah, he just did one thing, yeah." But killing your wife, daughter, and yourself, yeah, that kind of fucks you up for the rest of your life. That whatever good you did that in life, it's a bad taste. Whatever good you did in life, whatever nice things you did, automatically get canceled with. I killed my wife. I killed my kid and I killed myself. If WWE was smart, they would get all these old wrestlers tested for CTE. Or yeah, those are the correct. Letters. Yeah, yeah, uh, CTE. Uh, they need. That's probably been was first one of his issues. Yeah, a lot of interviews. Among other things, probably on steroids. He was probably on all these different. Not probably was. Drugs. Probably was. not was on steroids. Okay, he was. And the blows to his fucking head because he had a move that he came off the fucking turnbuckle and it hit you with his head. Yes. How many times did he miss that? Yes. And so, so uh yeah, that fucked him up. And uh Vince, his personal life it's like look, he it was sentenced to death by his dick. He was sentenced to death by his dick. So he had to quit his job, create, quit the empire he created over his dick not ever being satisfied. Okay, but the only way I think it's going to soften the blow. Well, he already he already sacrificed is, himself. He already sacrificed no, he himself. Did. The way is the, what's going to hurt is that all these old people are going to want to come back to WWE. And the question is, why are you coming back now? Uh, because is, because the madman is, is gone. Fucking gone. Because the because the madman is gone. Not, he just doesn't own the company anymore. And if I was Stephanie and I was Triple H, why not bring that talent back? The, you have to understand. No, but most of the decisions of dropping the people that they dropped since since 2020 till now was done by Nick Khan, who is now the co-CEO of WWE. And that guy's yeah. name wasn't nobody knew who the fuck he was till 5 years ago. Nobody had a I fucking clue. Think, 
I just think Stephanie's gonna strong arm him somehow. Eh, I don't know. It's just, it's Lately, just, the well, memes, the memes were like you remember, like when you were playing uh, Mortal Kombat, and every time you won, you just went up on the, on the tower scale. Mm-hmm. Every it, so the memes were like <laughs> that Nick Khan just murdering people and just going up the scale. <laughs> going up the scale, huh? <laughs> I, I, something has to happen because you know, I mean, okay. All these people are going to come back. They're going to say, why? Obviously, Vince is not there. Okay, cool. Let's start. But the only way to lessen this blow is if WWE becomes a fraction of what it was doing the attitude there. Mm. Look, they have a great roster. They have a great roster. It's just that they don't know how to manage it. That's the problem. Or or they, they didn't know how to... Look, the problem was they were I, like I said before they're they're entertaining. It's an audience of one person, and that one person was Vince McMahon, and he would change his mind on a second, on a fly. He would change his mind, like yeah, oh yeah, you're a great wrestler. Then you would do one little thing that maybe wasn't even in the ring; it was just something outside. Then he would automatically see something different in you. Like, look for example, there were guys that had gotten the belt that you were like, thank you Jesus, thank you God that they got the belt. Like for example, Big E from uh, from uh, the New Day, he got the championship. Oh, yeah. Everybody was so fucking happy for him. And then two months later, stripped. They took it away from him. Brock Lesnar came back, and we got to get Brock Lesnar back uh, some and some candy. And he was the sacrificial lamb. Fucking Lesnar was sucking him into dick, Brock. Anyway, let, let's end it there because we've been <laughs> we've been riffing for a while now. Let's end it there. So yeah, uh, we will end it with Brock Lesnar. We have to continue this. Yeah, yeah, we will end it on Brock Lesnar sucking dick. <laughs> Not any old dick, Vince McMahon dick. Uh, yeah, a dick which is now community property. Well, it seems you know, listen, everyone, 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 take a ride. Let's yeah, go. Yeah, I mean, the, that dick must be the wettest dick in the history of dicks. I just hope. <laughs> I just hope. He begs Linda for forgiveness because ben Linda knew. I Linda I don't knew? I doubt they have a prenup. I fucking. Do. And if she oh knew, shit, he's gonna get Jeff Bezos. He's gonna get Jeff Bezos. Exactly. He's gonna get Jeff Bezos. Exactly. And the Holy woman already came fuck. from money, so oh, they most fuck. likely had a prenup because she came from money. I think her parents were rich when they met. And Vince came from nothing. So Je- I just hope his ass is gonna get Jeff Bezos. They have some kind of she w- she will squeeze every cent. Every the guy's worth billions. And she will squeeze every She's fucking get cent. Half of that. If not at least half, I see. And dude and any normal person would be happy with that. Any normal person, yeah. Well, that's a lot of fucking half. But I mean, it's, the dude's worth probably two, three yeah. billion dollars yeah. easily. Yeah, yeah. So you're look, you're looking at getting one point five. Let's say if he's worth three, one point five billion. Yeah. And she's already came for money. Hey. She just. I I think she's just too good for him. She's too good for him. Even the skits that she did with WWE were good. 
And she wasn't but that anyway, good. We'll she, just we'll just leave it there. Yeah. Vince, Vinny, I know you're not listening. But And couldn't give two shits about it. Couldn't give two shits about us. But I hope you, you everything that you get you you, you deserve right now. <sighs> and then um 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 have mixed emotions. I have mixed emotions about it. I mean, I'm not celebrating what he did. I'm not saying I'm not it was right. Either, I'm not. I'm not either. But whatever you get out of this, no, I mean, happens to you. Reaper, every action has a reaction, and you get you reap what you sow. You, you deserve everything. You reap what you sow, and he has reaped a lot. He reaped a lot. He, <laughs> he reaped us, a lot. He gave us the best entertainment of our childhoods. But you also but couldn't get now, keep your dick in your you pants. Fucked up a lot of lives. And you couldn't keep your dick in your pants. All you had to do was that. Be the one person the person that had tons of money that didn't need to do all that. And you know what? Everyone was probably like, yo, you know what? This man's and we never hear anything in the fucking news about him. And now everything is coming to light. How and, it and, came and, to light. And you know what? He, he you can say all the things you want about him. He doesn't give a fuck. He mean he even himself said it in the Pat McAfee show. Be, uh, before WrestleMania, he said it, and so I was like, "If you think I'm an asshole, congratulations, I am." So, on that note, Vince, you you deserve everything you're about to get. So, and on that note, uh, this has been the Husky Babu podcast. Uh, remember the T Public website. We will we post new logos up. Yeah, new logos, new T-shirts selling, and thank you for all that have bought it so far. Uh, also, new other logos as uh, new other designs as well have been added to the site. So please oh, go yeah, check that out. Go Myself. check that out. Uh, there's one. They don't have names, but they're called. One is called "Free Your Mind," which is a brain being exploded out of a cannon, <laughs> covered in blood, with a gleeful look in his face, and and also called "Death to Death," uh, "Death," uh, "Death by Death," which is you see that see the, those then. Yeah, you, I like that to death one. It was pretty cool. So you, you can purchase those. Uh, uh, T Public every once in a while they have a special, which they put at things like a thirty five percent discount. So I got, I'm even purchasing the guy that's on the damn show is purchasing the shirts. So oh. uh, help out. Uh, also remember our uh, our website huskybarbuepod dot com, and our social medias, uh, our personal social medias. Uh, that Ariel Duran and yours is Johnny Boy Four Two Six, and the podcast social media, which is Husky at Husky Barbu Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Do not go to Facebook. Anyway, uh, this we has won't been accept you. No, we won't. Even our family members are still in the holdings. Yeah, someone was brave enough to send me a friend request. I was like, "You poor soul." <laughs> You're just gonna sit on the list like everybody else. You, you poor soul. Like you're gonna die. You're gonna die waiting for that Skeletons. reply. You're gonna be our skeleton waiting you for that reply. Watch, you ever watched the movie uh, Johnny Dangerously? I've heard about it. That's not Michael Keaton. Yeah, that's like a, like an old Cagney. Yeah, old Cagney. Like on the fiftieth floor, and there's no elevator. And you oh. just saw bodies on the like skeleton bodies on the stairs on the way up. And Joe Piscopo is the bad guy, I think. I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah Joe Piscopo. All the big names, but it was just every time the doctor went to see his mother, it was just like, "Oh, Johnny, I think she needs a new liver." Johnny, she needs a new. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was price. He was putting a price tag on the dogs. 
finish. Oh, forget. We're gonna talk about this. Yes. Uh, well, yeah, I yeah. can go on for this movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, unfortunately, we have to go. On. Yes, yes. It's kind of late for us too. We have yeah. to um, go to our lovely job tomorrow. And, and what is the, our mantra? I love this. I love my job. <laughs> That was such a job, the, the job that you've been away for for a week. Welcome yeah. back, buddy. Oh, fuck. <laughs> we missed you. Uh, I did not. <laughs> I missed you. I didn't. The job, at least, I didn't. <laughs> fuck no. Anyway, uh, this has been the Husky Babu Podcast, and uh, we will uh, hear from you, or you will hear from us next week. Take care, everybody. Peace out, everyone.